When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's like those things at the Brazilian steakhouses. But you mm. want it to always be smelly face up. Yeah. He's so happy. Welcome back. Welcome. <clears throat> False start. Welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. My name is Katie. I'm Sean. Howdy do. Hello. This is a podcast where we talk about nothing and everything all at the same time. It's like a speed dating podcast, really. Are we speed dating? I've known for, sure. for so long. For like two hours. and For like 13 years and two hours. Yeah. Great. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome to the show that I had a couple notes. Oh, what? The one thing that I thought was funny. So my brother and my mom were visiting. As we said last week, they were coming in town. Well, they've can't they've came and gone. I know it's come and gone, but you know. Anyway, they've come and gone, and we were talking with my brother, which it's just kind of nice to spend time with him. And you talked to him for hours. You guys stayed up way late. Mom and I were like, need the sleepies. But they stayed up to like three, four in the morning almost every night. No, not every night, but two nights. At least nights. twice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the other nights, it was like, what, one or two? One. Ish. <laughs> I'm just, I'm always, I was tired. I know. <laughs> I can't do that anymore. Last night, he went to, we, he was like, I'm going to go read my book. It was like 9.30. I was like. The joy of reading a book. Uh, well, I just knew he was going to fall asleep. And as soon as I came to bed at like down 10, 15, 10.30, you were like. You were out zonked. But anyways, because my brother was here, we were kind of reminiscing as one does about things that we played as child, as children and things that we enjoyed. And I was telling my brother, because we've talked about this on the podcast a lot, like the game Plock and how much I loved it. And he's like, oh my God, I still have Plock. And he was like, that last level. Plock uh, sounds like this. It does. It's not that though. But, it, you know, it sounds like you're trying to write. You think it's that. like onomatopoeia or something? What does that mean? So when you write a sound? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so plock sounds like it's a, that's the sound. Anyway, so we were reminiscing about games and I was like, what was that cheat thing, Nickel, that we would plug our other games into and it like unlocked all the secrets and we could like pass levels. He was like, oh, Game Genie. Does anybody remember Game Genie? Did you, did you have that? I didn't that? know what it was. When I heard that, I was like, oh. So it, Game Genie, if you're new to the cheats, I love a good cheat. It's when you plugged in your game. So this is old school games. This is not like there's no disc. This is like you could blow into the game, put it back in when it wasn't working kind of games. Those would plug into the game genie and then the game genie itself would go into the player. Does that make sense? Yeah, it was was intermediary. intermediary. Mm -hmm. Intermediary between your game and the player. And when you did that, it unlocked. I don't know how they would do this. Oh. Oh. Like cheats. It's and just you, laying code on top of code. Oh. I, as a kid, it was like magic. And I was like, I don't even know how this works. But yeah. you could like skip levels or you could always like, let's say it was Super Mario. You could always have the tail. Like you wouldn't have to earn it. You'd always have it. Or you got to like earn the tail. Hey, you know, if you want to fly, it, you, you just always can't. But anyway, there's always those types of things. And I remember when we got Game Genie and then it came with a book of the games that it worked with and what it what you had to do to unlock the cheats. Anyway, he said there's no cheats for Plock. Oh. 
but it was just funny. It's funny when you all of a sudden are like, oh my God, like it unlocked this whole, it was an it unlocked other, not cheats, but memories. And we used to play, we, I love video games. It's part of the reason why I don't have them today. Cause I have things to do. Right. Yeah. Can't they're pretty addictive. Gaming. Yeah. It's like they, they make them. So they're interesting. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course. that's the whole point of it, it but they're them. too darn interesting sometimes. Mm-hmm. And you just want to play them all at once. Yes, that's the problem. Sean and I both kind of think we have addictive personalities when it comes to that. Therefore, no game. It's not our fault. It's the video game company's fault. I mean, (laughs) really, they make really compelling. Yeah. (laughs) Coleco, Nintendo, Atari, you know. Coleco? Yeah. What did they do? They were a video game manufacturer. Oh. Or a video game system manufacturer. They may have made games as well. I don't know. We were Nintendo specific as kids. I'm sure PlayStation came into pl- came into play haha, at some point, but we didn't have that. We always had Nintendos, and even when my brother moved out, he got the the Cube. That was the next one around Ooh, that time. That one didn't last very long, though. I don't he didn't think. really like it. It didn't have a yeah. ton of options, and then I think they came out with another one right after it. So, but anyway, that was just a funny thing, and also what it reminded me of because then I was like, in your brain, you know, once you've unlocked a memory lane, then you keep thinking in that memory lane. And I recall, uh, because I was talking to my mom about one of my cousins that I haven't seen in a long time. And I specifically, this is a strange memory. I specifically remember when she started using like. The word? Okay. Not just like, I like that. But as I just used it, just like, it's like a, it's like, oh my God, like totally. When like became, yeah. Comparator? It just became more widely used in language where it shouldn't be Mm. i don't know it but it still exists today it never went away but i remember it happening and i was i don't know how old i was let's say i was like eight or ten and my mom we got in the car after seeing this cousin my mom was like yeah she's i just did it again but my mom said i don't know why she's using that word so much it's kind of it's like annoying essentially and i don't think that's the word she used but she was just saying she was expressing her dislike of the word like being overused and maybe it's around when Clueless came out because that was like so awesome. Anyway, um, I remember as a kid not understanding it and wanting to be cool and trying to integrate it into my language and not being able oh, to. Oh, you weren't using the right place? Well, I just didn't know where to put it because it technically doesn't make any sense to be placed where we put it into, you know, our language. It's like when you're grasping for something to say mm-hmm. and you're trying to find out what that word is that's on the tip of your tongue. So you say like. But then... Is it kind of like a um or ah or something? It's kind of like, like that. a filler. Anyway, it just cracks me up now to think of how often it's in language. Right. And back when I was a kid, I couldn't figure out how to use it in a cool way. I had a teacher in high school that used to throw chalk uh, erasers. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day before they were electronic chalkboards or whatever kids, you know, where the word chalk comes well, from. It's not even just that, but it's like... Uh, before they could abuse children in classes because why are Pretty they much. throwing things at he you? would let that like sucker to fly a whole different time catholic period. school it was uh yeah, that's so strange yeah anyways this dude <laughs> would get so angry when someone used uh he called it lazy english oh and <laughs> god forbid he, you were chatting during class when you shouldn't be chatting because you should be listening to the lesson oh, of course but you know kids they they don't pay attention very well and or I'll hop on the sugar or whatever, you know. Also, school gets boring sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I mean, make a more interesting lesson. I buddy. know. Try harder, teacher. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But I remember <laughs> someone yelling duck. <laughs> oh, because the eraser was... Ah! I'd said like or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. And the, the 
you know, the eraser came flying Ooh. and it hit the wall and it left, left the chalk. dust, the dust <laughs> mark. <Yeah. laughs> yeah. Missed me, you know, like I was like i was very quick you know you were totally quick that's funny <laughs> that someone duck said duck who was that teacher i can remember what he looks like but i don't <clears throat> oh anyways doesn't matter yeah funny a long long time ago in a galaxy or a country far far away you know yeah like uh <laughs> it's it's so entrenched in our language i'm gonna make a promise here that i'll never use that on this podcast ever again i'm just gonna forget in five minutes We'll I see. just I just thought it was funny that I have that memory of trying to integrate it and not knowing how and thinking, ugh, my cousin's weird. Like I don't know how to do this. Mm. There you go. And now it's just part of language. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, in other news, yes, someone passed away this week who is famous and Bob Saget. Yeah, loved by a lot. Did of people. Did you forget the name? Is that why you went around that? No, way? no. For me to fill it in. Okay. No, no. I was just having a conversation. Mm. You know. Mm-hmm conversations um it was interesting to see this happens with you know celebrities i think because they touch so many people's lives Mm -hmm. as well as other celebrities well he's from full house all the way through to his comedy yeah america's funniest home videos and Mm -hmm. but i'm assuming he was a comedian a stand-up comedian all throughout that would be my guess so So there's that then there's full house and then there's america's funniest home videos but everyone you know says he was so generous i I don't know the person i don't know either but all the public facing stories are that he's a wonderful person Mm -hmm. and was very kind and would take his time with young comedians even if they you know they they were just new to los angeles Mm -hmm. he'd stand and talk with people. there seems to be not all i don't want to say that the entire comedy community but there seems to be a very open and like, I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's almost like collaborative. Bro- brotherhood. Yeah, brotherhood, sisterhood. sisterhood. Like a, we're working together. If you want to work at this and you're really serious, I'm happy to lend you a hand. And I think YouTube kind of back in the day used to be like that more. Now people sometimes are like, well, what's in it for me? You know? Right. But I, I enjoy that about the comedy community i don't from what i've heard i don't think it used to be that way Mm -hmm. but there was a new wave of comedians and they were all collaborating and um, they're like the people our age and stuff almost like christina and tom correct yeah yeah so anyways he has a sterling reputation from what i've seen uh, and a lot of outpouring of emotion Mm -hmm. what i do find odd but are people really when they pass away gonna talk shit i mean that's just in such poor taste yeah if the person's a thug maybe you know like Idi Amin. That guy was an asshole, you know. But I don't know what that is, but okay. What I'm finding interesting, and maybe just because I'm, I'm, I've been really critical of social media, is when someone of note passes away, mm-hmm. especially if they're a, a, a kind person. Mm-hmm. But people rush to dig up a photo of uh-huh. that person with, you know, with myself. Like, so there's a photo that I have that I, I had taken with Kanye West way mm-hmm. back in the day. Mm-hmm was just a random occurrence where i bumped into him and i was like oh we're gonna grab a photo you know because mm-hmm. you liked his stuff his first album had just come out and he wasn't that big of a deal yet yeah and i thought wow <laughs> that's that's pretty cool um with that said when a celebrity passes away now people seem to post the photo immediately mm-hmm. with that person and then they they talk about that person in a and not everyone, but in a manner so that like they they elevate their own status. Like it's like a chip that you have, you know. And is I, this I find because you saw humble the poets no. post about this. Oh, what did he say? He posted something. I don't follow him, but it'd been reshared. Uh, Monica shared it. A friend okay. of mine. And it said it's funny when people pass away how they dig up the the last photo or only photo they have with them and 
have a caption that says more about them than it does about the person who passed. Well, that's more succinct than me beating around the bush. But yeah, that's exactly. Mm. He's good with words. He is very good with words. He's a wordsmith. I mean, he does have poet in his name. (laughs) (laughs) But it's true. It's it's rather strange that Mm -hmm. people, and, and I don't know if it's, you know, they're trying to, uh, I don't think it's out of a malicious nature, but I think that social media does turn on this vanity. It, it, it feeds narcissism. Th- that's, see, you're better and with the words than I am. <laughs> no, but it's interesting. I think that's why I struggle with Instagram as a person it, it, who's my, my job is kind of supposed to be on social media. I struggle with it because my thought is always before posting onto Instagram. I'm like, is this even important? Like with Roxy, it's always important. I can right. always post. But with my own personal stuff, I'm like, I don't take a lot of like we're not out and I don't ask you to take pictures of me posing and things and like having people take our photo at at the dinner table. Right. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying that I I almost refuse to turn my life into that. And I think that this the weird support of narcissism that social media does, it's like I don't know. It, I feel like it wants me to do something that I don't think is is healthy. Well, does that make sense? Perhaps we're rewarded for not necessarily the best behavior mm-hmm. um, because anonymity, if you do, uh, what's the Curb Your Enthusiasm episode? Anyways, that's all I had to say about that. Oh, I, just, uh-huh, I, just, I found it weird that- It's very, very strange. You know, and it's not, in a, uh, it has nothing to do with people who are posting about Bob Saget uh, in particular. It's just that whenever someone of mm-hmm. uh, well, fame it- passes away, people mourn by sharing photos of themselves with that person. And then but I do he think- always was- you know, so nice to me or, yeah. Well, I think, and I do want to lend, because I think about this when I write cards to you or my mom or to friends, because it's our, as humans who experience things from, from our perspective, we usually want to talk about people from our perspective. So it's like, you know, this person was always so supportive of me and that really made all the difference when that makes sense. You could say, oh, that's about me. But it's really about their impact on my life. And that's all I can really speak to, right? You, oh, that, you could do like a phony baloney kind of, I don't mean, just as kind of phony. People are like, they were so strong and amazing and giving all, I mean, sure they are, but that's that seems to have less weight to me than like, I'll always remember that time when I was struggling to, and they reached out and offered some support and that made all the difference. Kind that, of. that makes more sense to me than if I lens it that way. That, mm-hmm. Okay. But some people can be narcissistic where they're like, um, I don't even know what the, what would make it a little bit different, but something to the effect of, you know, we lost a good one in yeah. Bob Saget as another comedian. It's always important that we have people. You Bob know, like, always take, said to me that um, I was the best that had ever the, been. <laughs> I was the goat, you know, that would be about, you know, there are certain things you could say where you take it away from them and put it all onto you kind of thing. Yeah. But, uh, he truly was talented. I didn't know that he was a filthy mouth comic. What? I didn't know that. To this day? No, no. Oh, I was like, I feel like we have watched them. When he first showed up like with Full House and America's Funniest mm -hmm. Home, I thought he was the America's Funniest Home Video Guy because I, I didn't know the comics seen that same. well. I was the same. And then when I found out, and he's so funny. You he's know, very funny. His, but he's so, dirty. He's dirty funny. Yeah. Like but, if you but have, kind, you know, like it was, and it was smart. Oh, totally. And, it's not dirty for the sake of being dirty, but if you don't like dirty comedy, do not watch his stuff. Yeah. You know, it's not clean. It's not like Seinfeld. No. Uh, but I would assume they were probably buddies. Mm-hmm, I would assume so too. I wonder if Jerry posted something on his Instagram. I don't think, I don't know if Jerry has Instagram. <laughs> and if he does, he probably doesn't even run it. He has like a social media manager. Um, 
Yeah, but what I was saying about like cards and stuff when I write to yeah. people, I catch myself writing about my experience and so I want to make it more about them. I'm very conscious of that yeah. personally. I don't know where that comes from. It's not because anybody told me anything. You, I mean, you know, but I'm just saying that I think it is our human nature to not make it about us, but speak from our experience versus talking about the things they did that were amazing. You when know? it comes, yeah, I do know. And when it comes to writing emails, mm-hmm. I had never written so much as until email, so much interpersonal communication until emails yeah. had come about. Well, even right? texting. Yeah, and I found that it started sounding really self-centered a lot of the stuff, mm-hmm. but it was just because I was trying to express mm-hmm. things that were going on on my end in order to communicate with someone else mm-hmm. by email. And in an effort to curb that, I started removing the 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 myself, the person out of it. Instead of saying I think or blah blah blah, uh-huh. it was more like this is what the situation is. D- does that make sense? Yeah. And it cleaned it up quite a bit because mm-hmm. the the, sen- the sentences all revolved around me, which was really strange. Well, and, and also I was taught, I forget which English class, but class, but I was taught in English class to not. That to say I think yeah. or I believe or it is my understanding or any of those type of phrasing weakens the statement you're about to say. Mm-hmm. And so if you believe it and you know it to be true, then you state it just as fact. It. Mm-hmm. And it's not that it has to be a fact. It's just imagine the difference between, well, I think that that would be a good idea. And that's a great idea. Right, right, right. It's mm-hmm. just more confident. It's more straight and to the point. It also cleans it up a little bit. That's... um one of the perks of writing books and having an editor is you realize how much of your language is just completely unnecessary. Right. <laughs> like I'll turn in like 14 pages and it'll come back as like 12. Like there are two full pages of just trash. You know, I, mean, I like to say truly a lot or uh, therefore or um, what's another another one like truly. There's a lot of those. Literally. I don't use that one that much, but that would be a good example of it. There's a few. There's like three or four that I use a lot, and I'm always caught. Yeah, They're like, this is the, you know, because the copy editor will be like, this is the 24th time you've used this in this chapter, and I think it's a little much. <laughs> they don't say that, but they just mark it out. They're like, you like this word a lot. That's what they'll say. <laughs> I'm like, I truly do. <laughs> the ability to communicate. We have so many different pathways now to do it mm-hmm. that we're, I, I suspect we're, we're a jack of all trades a master of none, not all of us, but a lot of us. And I wish, and I hope that as I continue to age, that I'll get better at communication, you know, mm-hmm. especially well, in therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just joke around. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, when you're writing something, uh, mm-hmm. to be clear and concise, when you read something that's really well written, then you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm such an amateur at communicating. Well, yes and no, because well, well written can mean a lot of things. Like your dad writes me emails and they're like poetry, like right. they're like poetic and he's a really great writer. But that doesn't always mean that it's like the clearest communication, right? you know, because a work email that just says, hey, Katie, need the link to this. Could you send it soon? Thanks. Is is just as clear, you know, <laughs> it doesn't need to be. Bullet po- bullet points to be. Those are fine. Well, also, I find the shorter the email or the more bullet pointed or clear, then the more likely I am to read it all. Because mm. I don't read, I don't read it all. And also, I get too many emails. I just scan it for my name. I did. <laughs> Narcissist I <do>. much. <laughs> <laughs> I just look for myself. Yada yada yada. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, well, I'll, I'll take everything back I said about the, the Bob Saget thing. I, maybe people aren't writing that. They're just trying to express their, their grief, you know, and, and I, I understand that. I think... Thanks well, for helping me see that. Of course. But I don't... I think there's some, like, there's something to what you were saying in the fact that when people post it to social media and write like a diatribe about things, it's self-serving. If you are trying to increase your chip mm-hmm. by, or profit off of someone's passing away that's to me a little gross whether that's what's happening or not i don't know and probably not everyone's like that but maybe i think everybody's out to get their own i mean not to be completely cynical but along the lines of uh, when someone passes away Mm -hmm. when people use social media to speak to them as if it's like a ouija board god we talked about this or you and i I don't think it was on here though but i had a, a friend in college who died of an overdose and they kept his facebook page up and they would like People would post onto his page, and then As he would reply. No, and it was his, his it was his girlfriend or friend who had the sign into his Facebook replying. I was like, "Come on now." Well, that's really let's not get weird. I didn't mean. I mean, that's really strange. But people would write as if he was going to, like, like you know he's not here. I know mm. that's unfortunate and that's sad, but this is some fucking weird shit. But that was also when Facebook was really, really new. Right. And I think in a lot of ways, as someone passes, we do try to talk to them. But, like, that bitch had no reason to try to reply. That's weird. That's where it turned creepy. Well, that's creepy. a little strange. Yeah. But maybe she was mourning in her own way. Yeah. We're humans. We're, I know we're weird. We, we mourn in weird ways. We're fucking weird, man. Mm. Humans are weird. Bob Saget, if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> wherever you are in comedian Thanks heaven. for all the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, that's really sad because he was like, what, 50? Uh, 56 no, or something? I think he was older than that. I think he was in his 60s. Oh, well, he was young. Maybe 65. I thought he 66. was young. Oh, I think 65. I think you're right. Yeah. Well, those are all the notes I have, by the way. I'm oh, just going to okay. delete my notes. But well, I, let's get into people's uh, we can. things because yes. we always say that we're running behind. And uh, I think it's a good time to try to catch up. I do want to share with you. I just found a, a comedian. One thing I love about the internet, seeing as how I just said some things that I think are odd about the internet. Um, I love discovering, oops, mm. discovering new comedians. And I found somebody... And I think he's just a makes short films. He's okay. that sort of comedian. And I'm going to play. I could put it up on the screen, but. Just, Are we going to get hit? No, it's on Instagram. Okay. Um, are you ready? I was born ready. Hello, mate. Congratulations on your sister being pregnant. It's great news. Listen, I've got a taste tank, all right? I'm the father. <laughs> I'm sorry. Please don't. Hello? I've seen Hello, mate. I need your help. You know, I've been helping Charlotte's nan doing the chores. She offered me 50 pounds to kiss her. Yeah, I did twice. She didn't even have her teeth in. (laughs) No, I'm really worried. I put on my girlfriend's underwear this morning. I've still got them on. I like it. I really like it. Hello? So so he's pretending. The thing is, is people are just... He, You're gonna have to put it up on the screen because it's he's saying this in public on his cell phone, and the people in the background are reacting because without even meaning to, they they can't help but listen. He stands next to them, yeah, and, and then he, while they're looking like grocery shopping, shopping at a, a mall or some kind of store, and they hear the like, I have my girlfriend's underwear on. That girl's like, <laughs> like trying to not. The one sided conversation is happening. It's. Mm-hmm. I just I she thought didn't it was... even have her teeth. In. The lady's look when she says she offered me fifty dollars to kiss her. She's like, like the oh my god, the look. nan. Yeah, his nan. 
I don't know. I just, I, for some reason, I came with my feet and I was laughing. It's really good comedy. Little, it's cute, you know? We need a little co- comedic relief. Yeah, yeah. That's why I love, there's this guy on TikTok. Oh, wait, his uh, name, uh, I gotta. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should shout it out. Well, I'm gonna have it on the screen, but uh, his name is Aaron, oops, Aaron Kraskal. Okay, Aaron Kraskal. There's a, a guy, a British guy that I follow, and I'll, I'll give Sean the link so we can put it in the description, but his whole shtick on TikTok is and maybe he's on instagram too i'd assume he is because most of them are yeah but he tells people he's like embarrassing things and he shares things people have already shared on the internet and then people will share in the comments things they've done and so he just reads through and it's like all the things that that we could do as people and not mean to like one of them was like we had this white elephant gift night around the office Mm -hmm. and there was this guy i'd always walk up to his desk and chat with him and his name was justin she's like and i got pulled his name and I found these really funny, because it's kind of white elephant. She's like, I found these really funny uh, Santa socks. And I didn't realize that he like doesn't have any legs. Like he sits in a wheelchair. He's like a, a paraplegic. She was like, God damn. Like he, he looked at her because he doesn't have any feet. So how's he going to put the socks on? Anyway, just stupid shit people do. She's like, I never knew because I walked up to his desk. I never, I never knew. I only, I only saw him at his desk. <laughs> It's like a like, I felt a... so judged. I just wanted to walk out of the room. <laughs> Oopsie. I mean. Or like when you, when someone says something to you and you say like at the airport, you know, and they're like, have a good flight. And you're like, you too. You're like, they're not going anywhere. They're not what going the, anywhere. What's wrong with me? Jesus Dang Christ. It. Get it together. Screwed it up yet again. It's just stuff like that. And they're much funnier than that. But, you know. Hey, I found something for the set. I know that we've built this we have a little plant. <laughs> I still haven't put anything in the basket. Are you ready? To make it sent home. I want your honest opinion though. Okay. Don't. I, I won't ham it up. But if it's bad, you, okay. you let me know. I'm sure it's bad. Can we get this? No, it's terrible. It's not. What is this, Versailles? What? They're golden columns. $400. There's two of them. No. <laughs> Eight feet by no. nine inches. Imagine we had that behind us. That's We'd terrible. Look palatial. That's terrible. They wouldn't know that we're, you know, I should, you know what I should do? And this is something my buddy used to do when we were kids. Um, Cash you know on how, demand. No, no, but. <laughs> Or cash on delivery, I mean, sorry. Do you like the paintings in the background? I don't like any of a thing that's going on Damn in that, that photo. It's terrible. Right. When I was a, uh, in high school, crank calls were all the rage. They still kind of are, I bet. Oh, yeah, they were, the, they were the rage when I was a kid, too. We had a TV station in Montreal, and all it would be is uh, ads. It was like Craigslist. Okay. Oh. And then when the ad, because you'd pay, I think, like Probably. $10 yeah. to be on the channel, and then you'd send in your photo, your description, and like phone number or whatever yep and then when you're you know whenever the ad was over i think they were like 10 seconds mm-hmm. it would swipe off the next ad would be up yep so it was a craigslist tv channel that's it was so really interesting ahead of its time it really was uh i went over to my friend's house one time and this called random people up yeah he was always making crank calls he always this had a Paul. new idea yep yeah and Paul uh was trouble you guys the, we were having like uh i don't know orange juice or something and he's got this he puts on this channel orange juice oh your kids yeah after school oh, okay. you know i was like okay. and uh he puts on the tv channel i'm like well it's pretty boring for him to put that on but he starts calling numbers and you know it'd be like a piano for sale right a grand piano it's beautiful it's actually a nice photo usually some of these photos are a little lesser well than, yeah because i think back then you had to like go get it developed and you didn't really yeah. know how it turned out yeah, mm-hmm. so you take this photo of the piano mm-hmm. and um he'd get someone on the phone and they yes hello I, i'm interested in the piano the person said great great yeah i don't want to you know 
really uh, argue with you about it. But before, we, you know, price wise, but before we get into it, would you be willing to throw in and then you start listing off other things, oh, in, things the photo. in the photo? In fact, I actually didn't call about the piano, even though, you know, it's a nice piano. But I really wanted this painting. Is the dog one. available? Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, people always put their pets in a photo. <laughs> no, the dog's not. Are you sure? How much would it take? How much for that dog yeah. in the photo? <laughs> You're such a weirdo. But yeah, we, such a we weirdo. would spend hours making those phone calls. The funny thing that you have a tolerance for that I don't is like jerking people's legs. Oh, yeah. Like I don't like, I think the problem I have with it is that I f- always feel bad for. Yeah, the person who's being teased. Yes. That's because, why I can't because be malicious I, teasing. It feels like teasing and I don't like to be teased. Mm. And so if I feel like. I, I just can't. It's it's not in my nature. I immediately feel bad for them and I'm like, abort the mission. Or if you start doing it, like, because he does this to our friends sometimes where I know he's just lying to get a, like, it's a joke of a lie. Like, let's say one of your favorites is if we find out a friend of ours is watching the same show as us, but they're like, they say, oh, I just started it or something. Sean's favorite thing to say is, oh my God, have you gotten to the part where the aliens, you know came down or whatever <laughs> then it never applies you know it's like oh i'm watching the office and he's like oh my god season crazy five in they... season five when the aliens come down and people there's a moment where they're like what and i can't even tolerate that like i already don't like that no. and so i'm always like what are you doing with me i'm always like why are you even married to me <laughs> i'm like don't believe him he's lying because you're funnier in other ways oh. i find funny at the expense of others not funny but it's i find not you're the expense of others. it's it's well, I guess it's teasing, but it's, you know. It's teasing. I don't, it's seeing how far you can get someone on the hook. That's not my favorite c- comedy. Mm. I like your other comedy better. I teased you this morning and I totally regretted it because you <laughs> shot me a look and then you said I was an asshole. <laughs> During breakfast, here's the setup. I think I told setup. you to fuck off. I yeah. think that's what I said. Katie was making kindly making me some mm-hmm. eggs this morning. Kindly making his breakfast. They're amazing eggs, by the way, Katie. You, they're perfectly, <laughs> they're just nice and slowly cooked. You know, the egg is perfect. But you're a left-handed person and... <laughs> I don't know what you were doing, but you had the spatula all twisted in your hand. Because I had to get to the egg this way (laughs) to get it over this way. But I was like. (laughs) He even made a noise like, what do you do with your hand like this? Like as if something was wrong with. Well, you're holding it all all strange. Like I've never seen you hold an instrument that way, you know. Uh, And and anyways, I, I teased you and. Boy, did I regret it immediately. <laughs> and I apologized about six times. It's like, geez, I'm really sorry about that. You're like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I just had to let it go because the more I apologized, the more it would remind you what an asshole I was. And you're like, oh, yeah, I was mad at you a couple minutes ago. You should shut your mouth. You I don't know? like to be teased. <laughs> Nobody not. likes to be teased. All right. Let's get into the letters and tease oh, some people. Tease other people. Yeah. But yeah, you didn't apologize right away. Oh, I but I also, so my reaction was immediately frustrated. Yeah, I know. Um, I know. I wanted to like flip your egg on the floor. Sometimes like, my jokes eat it there, land... dickwad. <laughs> that I would have fucking died laughing. If you How's that flip for you? <laughs> you want your egg? <laughs> it's the floor that wet slap. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Roxy, because she's not here. She's a date. To date. Uh, I would say date, date care, but it's like training. Yeah. Um, day school. That's the word. Kind of reminded me of Elaine when she sends out the Christmas card with her nipple showing that. <laughs> that Kramer didn't even notice when I took the picture. It's like, you want a Christmas card? Here's your Christmas card. Remember, she does that to Jordan. He jumps back and his hair is all, you know, fluffed up. It's really yeah. funny. Okay. <clears throat> Ready? I am. We have a letter from Marie. Hello, Marie. Hi, Marie. And it is entitled, Update from Concierge Marie. 
sweets, one, two, three wraps, and the mysterious ball. Ooh. Dear Sean and Katie, here I am with an update on my living situation and the promised stories about a tortoise and the mystery ball. I know my last mail has been a while, but I hope waiting for it was worth it. I'm already really excited. So yes. After I told you of the ridiculous story of my roomie secretly getting married last time, remember? That was an odd one. It's very strange. I can happily say that my new roommates are great and we get along pretty well. The new apartment is really beautiful and I'm really happy about living together with friends. And in the end, I even found out what my old roomie's wife's name was, (laughs) even though I don't need it anymore now. That was what was weird is like, not only did they randomly get married and you had no idea that was even happening, but then... You like we're never really formally introduced. There's like, this is my wife. You're like, hi, wife. Like, what are you supposed to say? Don't people know you have to introduce by saying, this is my wife, Sherry or whatever. Dolores. Dolores. Okay. Also, with this mail, I would like to officially take on the position of concierge Marie in the OTDM community, if that's okay with you. It's very much okay. And I'm already very excited to call you concierge Marie. Because even when I read your name, Marie, I was like, concierge Marie. Okay. I'm a big fan of The Office myself. I even started watching it because you often talked about it and I wanted to get your references. Ah. (laughs) And Concierge Marie is a great character as well. I will take this position seriously and try to serve the OTDM community as a concierge and maybe share some good stories every now and then too. I love to be a part of this diverse and fun community. So thanks for creating this great space. Of course. It's possible, though, that my name and position will maybe change as I've been questioning my gender identity in the last few months and most likely am trans and actually a guy. So I'll probably find another name that fits me better at some point, And I'll update you on that then. Concierge Mark. I know. It's easy. Well, if they want that name. <laughs> for easy now, for you to say. the name and pronouns are okay, though. Saying all that out loud for the first time is actually quite exciting, even though the process in general is scary and confusing. I can imagine. Take your time. You know, no rush. You can change it anytime or change it back or whatever. So, as you can probably imagine, my life is quite not boring and nerve-wracking right now, as I am additionally trying to deal with some past traumas. So, if you have any recommendations on how to alleviate some stress and make life a little bit more boring and so it's less overwhelming, you let me know. Like, what do you like to do when you want to make yourself feel good? Listening to your podcast often lightens my mood and is a good distraction as well. So, thanks for always making me laugh. Mm. Of course. Happy to help. I uh, will go down the rabbit hole on YouTube sometimes mm-hmm. and watch things such as garbage trucks. Oh, yeah. Or I'll take a train ride to nowhere, basically like... Uh, trains. Yeah, trains on YouTube are my jam sometimes when I just need to get away. Zone out. Yeah. If I'm Calgon, in a, take me away. Yeah, I'll go trains through the, the Alps, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm looking at a snowy window of a train. That's pretty cool. That stuff is cool. The going through the Alps and stuff. Yeah. Even seeing how different train stations look is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That always reminds me of our train extravaganza in Germany because German is like incredibly foreign to us. We did not know how to know when to get off. And luckily we had a viewer on the train and she was like, you said you're going this way. You need to get off. We like had to run and we barely made it with all of our American sized luggage. Mm, I was uh, very nervous when we got to that train station in Germany. Remember the middle of nowhere? The middle of nowhere. It looked like uh, Hogwarts. uh... Yeah. Like, well, I mean, Hogwarts was in London, the nine and three quarters. Oh, but but Hogwarts like, when you stop to get at yeah, Hogwarts, yeah, that's what I meant. Then, oh, okay, 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 right. It looked like that. It was in the middle of nowhere. The really train deserted-y. platform, mm-hmm. and then the people got on asking for like there were police basically like looking for your oh, tickets. Your, your tickets, mm-hmm. not police, but the the train police, whatever. Yeah, the ticket police. But I had been involved in a little bit of a 
mishap in Berlin <laughs> years earlier. And uh, Quite they a had few my, years, like, yeah, but they had my information. They'd taken my passport and it was nothing bad. I was not a bad person. He but, just didn't have his ticket when they came looking because they thought that it wouldn't be that big of a deal or something. I yeah, know. I was like, uh, I, yeah, anyways, I didn't pay for my ticket. I thought I'd jump on and jump off, <laughs> which you're not supposed to do, especially in a foreign country. What are you doing taking advantage of public transportation like that? I, I don't know. It was a mistake. I love how Lamar didn't give him his information. No, he's like, sorry, man, I forgot at the hotel. And these two guys look like Miami Vice, you know, <laughs> Crockett and Tubbs. And I was like, well, I can't imagine they have their best men on the ticket police. Right. Well, they could be, you know, I wouldn't mind being a transit You're just cop. so honest. Yeah. Well, so I was busted. And I was honest like, I, I looked at Lamar. I was like, man. I knew we should have paid for the tickets, you know? He's like, come I'm on, sure it was just it was, one stop. I'm sure it was him saying, you know, if I know Lamar well uh, enough. He's like, we'll be fine. It's the honor system. All you got to do is just get on the train and get back off. You'll well, in fine. North America, you pay in advance. But in you Europe, do. you know, you, you pay when you get caught. <laughs> <laughs> no, in Europe, you pay in advance. Also, like in Amsterdam, remember, we'd, we'd yeah. buy like how many of our dollars we needed and then just get on and swipe your card. Right. It's almost like the subway. So we were at that train station, you and I in mm -hmm. Berlin, or not Berlin, in Germany. And yeah, but we bought our tickets. Right. But ahead of time. I was very nervous that they were going to recognize me, you know? Oh, my God. <laughs> they didn't even have like any computerized anything. <laughs> but they I were, thought they, they were going to scan my They held our tickets name. and looked at it and then I was it back. for like... Literally, because I had that paper, because I'd like print it out, because I I didn't have like the app, because I don't travel in Germany on their train systems mm. that often, because most people like hold their phone up and they're like, I handed the paper and they were like, mm, and they yeah. walked on. But Sean had a moment, one moment, yeah, of intense. I thought, uh oh, stress. they're gonna get me. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna know I lied. Yeah, we're gonna owe. Well, oh, that was the other part is that I I had forgotten to pay the the ticket. And they how had much was the ticket? No idea. Um, I don't I, speak German. I don't know how much. Well, no, I put it in my backpack when I was coming back from Berlin and I was going to, you know, pay it because mm -hmm. you should pay the fine. And then I lost it. Oh, so you don't. Even... I did. I couldn't pay it because I didn't know how to navigate yeah, like their website. Nothing. And... Anyways, you have to have a ticket deal. number and blah, blah, blah. And quite honestly, I didn't care that much when I got well, back. Like, I was like, peace out, Germany. <laughs> Good luck catching me, guys. You know, catch me if you can. Yeah. And then I was back there and I was like, oh, my God, they're going to catch me. I'm going to jail for. <laughs> Not paying my Surf. ticket. Oh my goodness. I was nervous. I, it's fair. It's I don't cool. like breaking the law. I don't either. I'm a rule follower. <laughs> Otherwise I get nervous. Okay. Sweaty palms. Tickets. I, I know. Oh. Oh. Run for it, Katie. They're after me. I have too much luggage. God damn it. Why did I pack so heavy? Oh my God. I'd make a horrible spy. Okay. Back into the litter. Yeah. You also mentioned a few episodes ago that you wouldn't mind receiving some post. So I sent you a package all the way from Austria. Oh. Did we receive that already? I feel like we might have. I'm not sure if it already arrived due to the distance, but I would love to get some feedback on whether you like what I sent you when you open it. I know I'm only a concierge and not a food specialist, but I still felt compelled to share. So yes, we ate some of those. Some of my favorite sweets from Austria and Germany. My mom and brother ate some too. Oh, is that what was, you guys were snacking oh, on? Oh, yes, yes. So yes, we love them. My, you guys are holding out on me? Well, you saw them too. You're just not a big sweet person. Mm, you didn't okay. pay attention? Go on. No, I heard you guys you were trying Canadian stuff and then you... Yeah, because remember Lynn sent us the Austrian or the Norwegian Kit Kat, which is called Easy Lunch. Oh, yeah. And then Marie sent us some of these... Du I don't even know what they're called. Duplos or something. They're like one piece of a Kit Kat, Ooh. essentially. And then there were these little like truffly things like hazelnutty with a hazelnut inside mm -hmm. and 
Oh, I remember you guys talking about the hazelnut mm-hmm. that night. Okay. Yeah. And we were looking at them because my brother was like, well, what's in this one? And I was like, I don't know. It's in German, but Nick speaks German. Uh, so he was like, oh, this one says hazelnut something, something. He knew some of the words. And then anyway, we love them. They're very tasty. So yes, thank you. <clears throat> I think those are very, very tasty. And okay. I hope you like it. I added some photos and a small letter and putting it together was a lot of fun. I got the idea when you talked about the deliciousness of food from the Netherlands. And while I wasn't able to give you that, I believe Austrian sweets and snacks as well as German ones are great as well. Yes, they are very tasty. And you guys just have better chocolate over there than we do here. Well, I have to read the letter now. I'm going to have to go digging into our uh, our inbox. Well, um, yes. It's in my office. I'll pull it out. Okay. Um, and I can highly recommend Hagelslag, which is some sort of Dutch chocolate that you sprinkle on your bread. What? Yeah. A little powder. Especially powder. toast. Yeah. And for a better illustration, I added some pictures of that. It's delicious and you have to try this. Okay, I'm going to scroll down. We got some photos. Oh, mm. I've seen that at stores in Europe. I remember seeing the little sprinkles. and Hagelslag. Yeah, and thinking, What? <laughs> Because it's just not something we have here. Okay. Um, It's delicious and you have to try it. Okay. Done and done. Anyways, let's move on to some more interesting stuff. All right. You asked about things our parents told us when we that we believed for a long time as kids. And my mother used to tell us as kids that shampoo had to stay in the hair for about 10 minutes before you could wash it out when you were taking a bath because it would be, wouldn't be effective otherwise. (laughs) That's what our dog's uh, shampoo says. It actually is because it's like medicated because she has sensitive skin. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be soothing to uh, her skins, but I believe that until I was like 14 when I complained to my sister how annoying it was you had to wait that long. She told me that that was just nonsense and that she only told us that so we would take longer baths. Oh, that's smart. I I could see that. I was kind of embarrassed, but I'm grateful for knowing the truth now. And at least you learned at 14. You weren't like 24. Do you know what I mean? There's some things you don't learn until you get into a serious relationship and move in with someone or have a roommate and you move in with them or you know what I mean? Until you encounter someone else. Cause your sister could have thought the same thing too. Right. And been like, yes, mom did say that. It is annoying. <laughs> Moving on to a story about a mysterious ball that I found in our garden. You asked me for games that we used to play as kids. And I would like to describe one of my sisters and friends that visited us from Germany invented what we call one, two, three wraps. One, two, three wraps. And this okay. is wraps. W R A P S. We were weird little kids that really liked tortilla wraps. I love a tortilla wrap. My dad used to make, so back when I was a kid, they didn't have the Philly cream cheese with the chives in it yet. They did at some point, but I forget when that happened or we didn't have it in our stores or whatever. And so my dad, when we would go to different parties, would take flour tortillas and put cream cheese on them and then fresh cut green onion and then roll them up. And cut them into like little dipping sizes, like maybe an inch and a half, two inches, and then put our homemade salsa with it. Oh. And it was delicious. Was and it a hit? Yes. And I forget what he called them. I, I Maybe just like onion wraps or something. I don't even know. Love those for like forever. And he would always bring those to like any kind of get together. But now you've got, you got like, the, I still think it's better to have the fresh. I think it's better with fresh green onion. Okay. Anyway, so I like tortilla wraps too. No judgments. We collected a lot of balls together, both little and big, and then put them on the trampoline that we had in our garden. Okay. I always wanted a trampoline. My dad was like, you're going to break your neck. Trampolines scare me. Those Really? Just, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, the, the edge that yeah. is not really attached to the edge. So there's a place where your leg can go right through. 
and then there's the the springs, the spring? mm -hmm. and the the spring always has the hook, and the hook is always like a sharp metal. It's not sharp; it's like dulled and mm -hmm. it has like rubber over it. Mm -hmm. And they're always rusty. I don't like that I at all. I think your friends just had shitty trampolines. No, but you and and yeah, it was just not. That's just shitty trampolines. Well, no, ours had rubber over the ends and a pad that went over that area. And they made that noise; it was pretty scary. <laughs> I think you, know? you just had shitty ass trampolines. Well, Sean's like in a junkyard jumping on a trampoline no, from that's like forty years old. It's been outside for seven years. We have bad weather in Quebec, so mm. you know. True, yeah. rusty trampoline. Never Not super on. rusty, but a little rusty. Never a little, got on a rusty little tetanusy. That that trampoline looks a little tetanusy. Never got on a rusted trampoline. Hmm. Some people's springs would squeak, but you just put a little WD forty, and then it doesn't squeak anymore. He was a daredevil. I loved trampolines. Um, yeah, I still do. That just sounds like a shitty ass trampoline. Is there broken glass on it too? You just jump around in it. Yeah, needles on the floor. <laughs> so great. Yeah. The hooks are sharp. I'm like, ours had these black things on them, like a protector. That's good. And there was this tight pad thing that kind of would flop a little when you mm -hmm. jump. But I not. didn't see that many. You know, they were mostly in movies. I, I think I saw one or two as a kid. Oh, every, so, a lot of people had trampolines. Like almost all my friends. Oh. Okay. So anyway, so they would put all the ba the balls on the trampoline, and then all of us would stand in the trampoline and yell one, two, three raps and start jumping. The only rule of the game was that you weren't allowed to be touched by any of the balls and you were out once that happened. Oh, that would be kind of hard because they could, they were radically bouncing this as you're like all jumping around. Dodgeball times, you know, how many balls But a more you have. creative way. That's fun. <laughs> Super fun. After playing the game in one um, on one afternoon, I was the one, the only one that was still in the garden and suddenly noticed a big old dirty looking ball in one corner of the bushes. I thought I could use it for the game and I went over there so that I could take it with me. When I tried to pick it up, it became apparent that the presumed muddy ball was in fact some kind of stone or stony material. At least that's how I remember it. I was a kid after all that broke into pieces at that moment. I found that interesting, but when I got closer and I looked at the pieces more carefully, I noticed that it wasn't just some stone I had discovered, but actually something more, much more interesting and mysterious. Hmm. I was genuinely intrigued and this curious discovery awakened my deep desire to be a detective as a kid. Detective Marie. I'm realizing now the depth, the length of this story. So I'll turn this story into a serial, serial story with this being the first portion. Now I want to challenge you, Katie and Sean, to think about what I discovered that sparked so much interest and question in me. What do you think? What did I find? I thought turtle shell, but... Weather balloon? But also maybe like a... No, no. um, Some artifact of some sort, mm. you know, like an old bone or something, like a skull, old dog skull bone it, from yeah, a buried round. dog from... Yeah, mm. you know, people bury their pets in their backyard and stuff. Maybe it was an old... Oh my God. Well, you know, we watch too much murder mystery. Well, but people bury, you know, maybe it was a kitty, a kitty skull. I know that sounds sad, but you know, people bury their pets. She said there. big. I think mm. she said big. So what could be big, crumbly? No. No? Oh, yeah. Big, but she's a kid. Oh, big, yeah. old, dirty looking ball in a corner of oh the God. bushes. You discovered that it's a skull. Okay. Let's move on. I know but, I'm ending on a cliffhanger. I know. <laughs> And that that's mean, but this mail is long enough already. And I'll try to write again. So okay. we might have the follow-up already. All right. Sincerely. Oh, have a long, lovely day. Concierge Marie. Thank you, Concierge Marie. For clarification on the chocolate sprinkles, or as we call them, strusel, yeah. the ones from Der Ruter are the best. I highly recommend both the left and the right ones. I love the one in the middle when I was a kid, but I was a kid. So this one's just basically sugar with some chemical stuff. So it's probably not as good as I remember. Isn't that the funny thing about being a kid is like you don't, 
the way you remember certain things is just not quite right. <laughs> yeah. You're well, you like, haven't developed a palate yet, so no. you have no and you just barometer. Love sugar. You're just like sugar, sugar, you're like sugar. mainlining sugar. Yeah, little hummingbirds flying around. Although it's just funny, Nicole and I were never really... It was funny to hear my mom recount how... And Nick and I are actually quite a bit alike, I realized, this trip. Because the funny thing is, I hum a lot to myself, but he like sings. Did you notice? Quite a bit. He sings all the time. Mm-hmm. While he's doing something. I was like, I do that sometimes too. And you call me out on it. You're like, is that your happy... No, but you say, is that your happy food song? I'll be like, oh yeah. <laughs> it's endearing. <laughs> but he does that too. And I was like, oh, Maybe that's where I'm, you got it from. I'm not so weird. Yeah, and then my mom said that we neither of us were really like junk foodie kids. As long as she like fed us good meals, mm-hmm. we wouldn't like gorge ourselves on candy or anything. And I was like, I've never been a huge fan of like can't like a lot of candy. Like even those uh, wonderful things that Marie sent the little Duplo. Like I just have like a bite of one, and then I put it in the fridge in a Ziploc to keep it fresh, and then I'll have another bite. Tomorrow. Yeah, you you have like little pieces of chocolate. I just like a little bit you, of this. You never sweets. go for the whole bar just a little tasty treat i like a little sweet after dinner not a lot i like savory so i have yeah. one sardine and then i put them <laughs> back in the cupboard and i have another sardine yeah <laughs> gross <laughs> this oily stuff i don't know sure. why cats have just started showing up <laughs> <laughs> oh don't God. judge me <laughs> that reminds me of the always sunny in philadelphia when they're trying to go to sleep and d is staying over with frank uh, frank and What's the other guy's name? Charlie. Charlie. And they're like, we got to go to bed, D. The, the feral cats are going to show up any minute. And she's like, what? And they're like, quick. And they had like a, a can of cat food. And they're like, quick, eat this. And then just, it'll it'll make you so sick you fall asleep. And she's like, absolutely not. Maybe they wouldn't come around if you didn't have all these empty cat food containers. And then she goes out to go pee they're like in this like long stay hotel and there's like twins at the end like the, is it the shiny the shiny like the two little twin girls at the end of the hall and they're like hi deandra or whatever and she's like and she runs in and eats the cat food tries to go to sleep it's really funny okay just reminded me of your sardine talk okay are we ready yeah yeah we have a letter from lauren hello lauren and i already am excited because it's entitled mm-hmm. too gullible for my own good oh i have too. i have these situations happen as well Maybe that's why I don't like it when you play on people's gullibility with your jokes, you know, because they'll believe you for a it's minute. It's not about them being gullible. It's about like how <laughs> absurd of something I can say mm-hmm. or what can I get away with? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's more about you have to act as if it's real, you know, so that it's more about it says more about me than about them falling for it. I guess so. But as the person who falls for things, yeah, it makes you then then I would feel bad about myself. Right. What's the uh, Michael Scott line? Uh, every day, um, 100 people fall victim to... Oh, it was uh, Pam when she was roasting, roasting him. him. She's like, every day, thousands of people... Or no, 5,000 people fall victim to identity theft. Or, yeah. No, the no, joke is written differently. It's different. But it's about... I'd have to look it up because it's when she's... And then he makes a joke. Oh, it's viruses or something like falling for... Cl-. And he says, I had to support that whatever princess. Do you know what I'm talking about? I, yeah i'm just gonna google pam rose change michael scott <clears throat> okay she says oh first she says michael's a great delegator he never does any work himself um angel is the first one up oh this is the whole the whole thing oh wow. okay so she says i have something very serious to share to say here 
every hour someone is involved in an internet scam. That man is Michael Scott. <laughs> He's supporting about 20 Nigerian princesses right now. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, and Michael's a great delegator. He never does any work himself, ever. Okay. One time I saw him naked, and his thing is so small. <laughs> Remember? That's how she ends it. Okay. That was really funny. So, yeah, it's involved in an internet scam. Right, We, we right. would have got there, maybe. Maybe. I'm yeah. <laughs> not working on that show. Yeah. So funny. Okay. Lauren says, hi, Katie, Sean, and the OTDM universe. It's Lauren again. Hello, Lauren. Hello. Says, I'm still working on catching up on all the podcasts, but I'm quickly making my way through them. Before I get to my stories, I just want to say one of the funniest things for me listening to OTDM has been when I'm listening at home and you ask Google something. My Google Home answers. Oh, It scared me the first time, but now I know it's coming and I just find it so hilarious. Also, I loved hearing Roxy in the background of the podcast. It just makes me so happy that you finally have got a fur baby. I know she's not here today because she's learning. She's at school. Oh, my gosh. You know, taking a dog to training. Oh, so much better. Well, it helps me understand. Get inside the mind of the dog, Sean. Mm, inside the mind like of the, the dog. dog. Food? Do you has the food? That's all she cares about. Treats, yeah. food, treats, food, I pets, will, yeah, because now she's doing that thing where she um, she gets up on her front legs and, and she's like an acrobat. She just kicks her hind legs up in the air we, behind we, her. We said dog training. We meant the circus. Right. <laughs> She's learned how to ride a bicycle for the, the, the No, but she treats. waits. She's so good, you guys. She, that we have this thing called Yes, Please. I think we talked about it last week where she has to like sit down and wait until we say okay or uh, yes. Yeah. To let her eat her food or to get pets or anything that she kind of wants that we would normally just give her. She's supposed to like sit and kind of ask for it. And then we say yes. And she's gotten to the point. It's only been what, less than a week where she when i'm fixing her food up because we like break it into pieces and get it all just right because she's super spoiled then she like sits and waits in that spot where she's supposed to wait for it's crazy yeah she's so good and then all i have to do is do is is i say stay and then i put the food down i might not even have to say stay i might just have to put the food down then just say yes and she'll come go get it i did have to laugh about the treats that we are getting roped into (laughs) buying for the dog uh, there's this one that we just picked up called Icelandic treats, I think. Well, she might be allergic. They're not sure what she's allergic to, but our vet and the trainer have both said that like shrimp and fish tend to not be things they're allergic to. That's why I got the salmon. Right. For her food stuff. But Katie, let's be honest. Beluga caviar is a little, we're going over the top <laughs> and this dog is eating better than we are. Right. She, she's so bougie. She's got Louboutin shoes. And blue- is that a caviar spoon your dog has <laughs> did you get a new fur god damn <laughs> no but it was it's shrimp and not minnow what did i end up getting a shrimp and cod i think i don't know but the packaging i had to laugh because i read everything <laughs> sean and pulled out he's like katie this treat is so icelandic dog treats just like the vikings used dried. to make yeah. a thousand years ago i'm like what it's an air dried For- just like the vikings used to make over a thousand years ago <laughs> In my defense, I didn't read it. I just looked for shrimp. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And that was the one that was the cheapest. But you can imagine the marketing person behind that. They're like, you know what we're going to say on the back? The packaging is beautiful. Yeah. Who, who, who are you going to, you're calling then, us liars? No. And then we, what did it say? It said something else about like for for dogs who are really loved or something crazy like that. Like for, for the Viking inside your canine, feed them this. No, it said something. It might have said oh. that. 
you know? It might have said that, but I think it said something along the lines of like, for those who really love their dogs and want only the best. Yeah. Icelandic treats or something. Take your dog on your next Norwegian raid. Something interesting, speaking of continuing this puppy parlance. I know I love your I love your enthusiasm for the Icelandic treats. I think it's cute. But I was just I'm just trying to keep her not bumpy. Yeah, but for sure. I did have a little chicken kind of food stuff that we fed her and she didn't get bumps. So Well, perfect. But we're just supposed to be cautious about what proteins we offer her. And so I don't want them just giving her any treats. I'd rather they be our treats. Yes. Not to be that parent, but you know, she she's super sensitive and I don't want to, have to deal with all the skin bumps again. So anyway, because <clears throat> I'm sure it doesn't feel good to her and she gets all itchy. But I ordered her, I was reading a bunch of things. I was very proud of myself. This is to pat myself on the back. I just want to preface this by saying this is completely narcissistic. I just want to talk about something I did that was good. Bob Saget said that I bought the best he pet food ever. said that I, of anybody, should be the best dog mom. No, anyway, I was reading, I've been reading this blog. This woman has a blog about, she trains dogs. I follow her on TikTok and so mm-hmm. then I found her blog. And she kept talking about this harness and I'd read about it and was like, I don't know, it hooks from the front under their chest, not on their back. And she was like, it prevents them from pulling and they get so accustomed to pulling that they think that that's like how they are walked, like they should be pulling kind of thing. And you're like essentially reinforcing bad behavior by letting them do that. And I was like, "Ah, whatever, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. And then she's pulled. We've been trying to walk her and we took her out to Dripping Springs with my mom and my brother and her pulling was out of control. And I was like, you know what? She may be part sled dog. I know. She could really pull. Yeah, the give, Iditarod. Give her give her a hot dog. She'll pull the if car. If she had a double coat, she'll which she does the not. the car home. Yeah. I wonder if they have like a warm weather Iditarod. I, don't, I feel know. like she needs a sweater, but that's besides the point. Anyway, because she pulled so much in Dripping Springs and I felt like I, I just didn't want to choke her. So I'd like hold her under my hand, like under her chest to like pull her back. So I was like, honey, you're going to kill yourself. And harnesses are no like i know those about you are like those of you out there are like oh you should have had a harness and not a leash it does the same thing because it still goes around her neck in some fashion but because i'd read about this one that holds from the front i had just i just ordered it's supposed to arrive today actually but when i picked her up from her uh training two days ago she had one on mm-hmm. and the, you know they like have the leash on her kind of and then they unhook it okay. the lady's like oh get her in the crate and then i'll just unsnap this because it'll just pull off with the thing and i said i noticed the harness clips from the front i said i just ordered one of those she goes that's wonderful because that's what we use and that will stop her from pulling she goes she's a hell of a puller and i was like i know i go i don't want to choke her and she's like this will stop it and she goes you'll be surprised and when she did walk out with her she didn't pull at all she was like right there with her hmm. anyway I felt very proud. May I make a suggestion for this place? Yes. They should tell us what they're using so that we know. It might be in the book. Oh, I didn't even read the book yet. I only but read they should have a gift shop in, in the front should. where you they could, could be, buy They're making know, plenty of accessories. money. You know how many dog movies he dropped off there? They should have their own accessories. We should, we should make We should our sell own. our accessories at their location. Mm. You got to go where the dogs are. We should have, we have a member of our community who I won't name her because I'm sure she doesn't want that, but that she makes doggy stuff. Oh, you showed me them. Yeah. They're nice. Yeah. Let's not say anything because I don't, I don't want to, she's, you know, privacy is important. Sure. But I, we should, we should sell our own Roxy gear. But I think there's a lot more to it than just, you know, I don't want it to be quality and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, I was proud that I'd done my own research that led to me purchasing an item that they're already using that they would recommend. But that's the first time I'd seen it on her. It was almost like happenstance that I like bought it the night before and she was like, came out with it on that day. Anything to improve the behavior because it's difficult to walk her. Yes, it, that's my 
Well, other than the jumping, that's my biggest frustration is the walking. Because I want to be able to just take her places and have right. her be fine. And she can get excited and wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. But yeah, I don't but want now her. she puts it into four-wheel drive and she's really she's strong. She's really strong. So it's almost like she's going to jerk your arm out of its socket. And yeah. I don't want to pull on her too much. So then I, I've done this thing where I'll get her between my legs and I'll pinch on her hips so that she can't go. Yeah. Like essentially just holding her back. Yeah. Because I'm like, I can't, I can't hold you right now. You, you pulley, pushy thing. Anyway. We love her very much. So hopefully that harness helps. And it's supposed to arrive today, like I said. There you go. And she went with her new treat. So and you guys thought we weren't going to do puppy parlance. It just had to come out naturally. I don't like to force it. Right. <laughs> She's such a big part of our life. But I thought with my brother and my mama here, she actually did really well. Yeah, she was great. I mean, they both said she was a really good doggo. I mean, they're not going to tell us she's a shithead. So we love them. Okay. So she thinks it's funny that her Google Home answers. Scared her for the first time. And then she loves hearing Roxy. Okay. Now, to embarrass myself for being way too gullible as a child. I was very a very trusting child when it came to my parents. But after these few times, I started to doubt the weird things that they would say. The first one was one night when I was about seven. My parents and I were all sitting around the table. And out of nowhere, my mom points outside and yells, Flying octopus! <laughs> I launched myself across the room and run outside looking at the sky. Looking back at my parents, confused. They were laughing their heads off. I felt so silly, but it was pretty funny. That is pretty funny. But when you're a kid, you believe anything. You know, you're just exploring the world and trying to... That's something I was just... Uh, Dr. Joe Hansen, who I, I really like Joe. He's a nice guy. He has a YouTube channel. And is he a physicist? He's a scientist of some sort. I forget what kind of scientist. Anyway... Great educational science channel. Highly recommend. Anyway, he posted on his Instagram, and I'm going to butcher it because it was so well put together, but it was essentially the that we should encourage people of all ages to ask questions and to be able to teach each other about things we don't know because the second we start saying that that question's stupid mm. or ignoring it and being like, you're annoying me, like stop asking – then we stop learning. Okay. And it was beautifully put together. I have to be honest. He's really, it was really a great way of wording it. And I've never felt more like, yeah, like that's how I feel. Because for some reason in the climate of things online or in our world, or even parents are maxed out, right? We're in a pandemic and they're like burnt out and their kids are at home. And it's like the, I know it's hard, but I think as people, we have to be able to tolerate a little questioning so that we can all learn and be better. Because mm. there are times, I have to be honest, for fear of people being mad or being canceled, I won't ask a question about something because I don't want people to like be mad at me that I don't know, you know? And we have to be able to learn. And with things always changing and, you know. Um, he was mentioning it in regards to school and then in regards to like COVID stuff where it's like we should be able to ask questions about what this means. And But people are like, no, no, you don't ask, mm. you know? And... We have to be able to ask. I and agree. I like that. And I like Joe. Nice guy. Okay. Ready? Back to Lawrencing? Yep. The second one. It's kind of smaller, except when I was a bit younger. I was at Easter and we were having an egg hunt at a friend's house. Oh, I used to love egg hunts. My mom's friend said, we need to close the door. The draft is coming in. And all I heard was the giraffe is coming in. I again run to the door looking for a giraffe that, of course, it doesn't exist. And apparently there were tears when I realized that I wasn't going to get to see one after all. 
I think the funniest one though was the first year that I was allowed to stay up for New Year's Eve. I remember that too. Amanda, my cousin and I got to stay up for New Year's Eve. I think I already talked about this. And we watched um, Saturday Night Live, mm. the best of Saturday Night Live. And then we would watch the ball drop when it got close. And we would play, I remember with Gak and Floam. What? You don't know what Gak and Floam are? I do not. Okay. Katie, what is Gak and Floam? So Gak, G-A-K, is is that your rap name it's like slime it's like what people talk about slime now but we could play and you'd put it it came in this little container that it's nickelodeon i think but it came in a container that looked almost like a spill like it had these rounded edges and little i don't even know how to describe it but like like if you were to draw a squig uh kind of slowly squiggly lined circle almost like you're drawing around like an oil spill or a water spill or a slime spill okay and that then you could put the gack into your container, make it fart into those little squiggle bits. Does that make sense? Sure. Because it had like a pocket where it would go you into, it and you could pocket. push it, and it, we loved it. And then foam was gack with tiny little foam pieces in it. Horrible for the environment, I have no doubt. But it was like styrofoam, little teeny styrofoam beads. And so it wouldn't stretch like gack, where gack would like like slime. Floam would like you could rip it. More like silly putty. No. No, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, how to, I don't know what this stuff is. Gak and Floam. I'm going to have to pull it up. So no, no, it's okay. We can. No, I, I think I, I, you know. You're going to buy some right now? No, I just, I I'm going to show you so you can see it. Oh. See? That's like, that's not the same because that's, I don't even know if they make it anymore, the one that I'm talking about, but it's like that. It's exactly what it looks like. It looks like it's a disaster for the environment. That's what I said. It's not, I'm sure it's not good, but it was wonderful when I was a kid. And this is Gak. See how it's like you could stuff Uh, it into the little bumps? Yeah, I've never seen this Super stretch. Is that Ryan from Ryan's Toy Reviews? No. 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 Okay. Could have been goo green, but that's kind of what it looks like. Oh, geez. So. She looks thrilled. She looks totally thrilled, but it's just like slime. But anyway, we, that's what we would play with. And if Amanda's listening, feel free to correct me if I'm so wrong. So that was New Year's Eve, huh? Gack that was and, a Gack and Flom. And we'd get Martinelli's sparkling apple cider. Very, very advanced. And I forget what else. Sophisticated. It's because we were old enough that our parents would let us stay at one of our houses alone. But I think my were my brother and my cousin Ricky still, they might have been there too doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. But either way, it was like our parents, I think, you know, we were like 10. Yeah. So we were like fine to be home. Um, anyway, it was always fun. Okay. So she was probably eight when she got to stay up for the first time. In case you don't remember, I'm from Australia. And every year, Sydney puts on a huge fireworks show from the Harbor Bridge. Yes, it's amazing. Have you seen that? It's. I don't get much. I don't really <laughs> know. Is It's a big deal in Sydney. Oh, Sydney has one of the biggest uh, people fly from. Well, they used to not. Thanks, COVID. But from all parts of the world to celebrate New Year's Eve in Sydney. Is that because it's the first one that gets rung in during the year? Maybe, but it's also, they put on a huge show. Like it's just a huge deal. And it's actually very expensive if you want to like be at the harbor. So it's in the harbor. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But along the bridge, it's like off of the bridge itself, fireworks shoot off. And it's like, you know, to music. And it's just quite the, quite the thing. Nice. Okay. At the start of the night, mom told me that at the end of the fireworks show, the entire Sydney Harbor bridge gets blown up and they have to rebuild it at the start of every year. Why are we like your parents? Mom. This is great. <laughs> See, you should be able to tease people. I'm not, I didn't say it was wrong. I said, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. They're going to blow the bridge up and uh, the people that are on the bridge, 
you know, they yeah. fall into the water. It's crazy. It's real pandemonium. Best of luck. Best <laughs> of luck to you. Okay. I spent the entire night so excited to see the explosion. Mm -hmm. Ooh, explosion. <laughs> so you can imagine my disappointment when at midnight the bridge doesn't get blown up. <laughs> Mom again had a great laugh while I thought I had been completely ripped off. I don't think I believed much of Mom's antics after that. Yeah. That's fair enough. Oh, and one other thing. <laughs> you talked about, um, oh, one other thing you have talked about are things you didn't know weren't real, mm -hmm. etc. Well, about two years ago, I found out that I have tinnitus, which may have been caused by fracturing my skull. That's a story for another time. But I was so used to the constant ringing in my ears that I thought it was completely normal and that everyone had it. It wasn't until I mentioned it to my GP after about 10 years of it that I realized tinnitus isn't something everyone has. And some people can actually have silence in their mind. I still struggle to believe that. I have silence in my mind. I have so many more stories for you other than the topics you've mentioned, but I'll break it up into other emails and save this since this one's getting too long. Hope you and all of the listeners have an amazing week. Love to you all. Love to you, Lauren. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, tinnitus. Ah, oh, tinnitus. You have a little bit, right? Yes. How bad is it? Well, I don't yeah. notice it during the day. And should we explain it to people who don't know what tinnitus is? It's just ringing in your ears. Yeah, it's like, you know, after you leave a loud concert or a dance. That, that high pitch that, noise. Mm -hmm. but in the background that's tinnitus it's getting worse as i get older probably um but it's not as bad some people have it way worse yeah like nichols your friend sean yeah. nichols has it right and people who work around machinery or you know you rocked loud music in the car or you had earbuds in mm -hmm. you're basically you've you've messed up your hearing in some fashion however and there's no cure right mm, yeah there's no, not that i'm aware of nothing we can do but, okay. but you can do things to mitigate it i think and uh, one of those offsetting the frequencies with another sound or another frequency. Yeah. So like white noise helps mm. a little bit, not a lot, but like help you I, sleep. And I think that because it's such a, uh, it's a problem that affects a lot of people. Yeah, and super common. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure my dad had it. He worked in construction for I how many years? So. Yeah. Um, noise canceling headphones. Interestingly enough, I thought they were a solution. Apparently they aggravate it. Oh, well, there's no noise. So then it's like, you hear it more. I would assume. Yeah, I'm not sure what. It's like you're going taking there. away any outside. I think it noise. also adds frequency. Noise canceling is a is actually. Oh, it a, is a frequency. Maybe I believe so. I don't know how it works. I don't know either. But there's the frequency thief in your headphones, and it takes all the noise. No, I don't know. <laughs> so Gremlin, he comes out. Right. Um, Eats all the sound waves. No, I mean everybody. I think has a little bit of the uh, the humming in the back. Mine is so faint. It's like I wouldn't even notice yeah, it. But I'm I can also hear it very. Now. I, I don't know. I'm just sensitive to stuff. Like I don't like loud noises in general. Yeah. So I think you've protected your ears because I, <laughs> you and I could be walking down the street in Santa Monica by the hospital and, you know, 17 fire trucks, ambulances, police cars, they all go by and you've got your ears covered. Yeah. Because it's like, like too much. What's going on? <laughs> well, eh? I'm like, it's so loud. Yeah. But no. Yeah. I, yeah. yeah those, I've never... those frequency days are over. <laughs> yeah. Whenever I think of the fire trucks going by and like me covering my ears, I always think of Mr. Holland's Opus. Did mm. you watch that film? Uh, beautiful, no, I didn't. Beautiful, beautiful, no. beautiful, coal. I, no? Yeah. So the story is, if you haven't watched it, I encourage you to watch it. I watched mm. it a zillion times. I think because I was like a... Music kid. Yeah, I was a, a choir geek and a theater geek. Anyway, um, his son, so he's a... Music teacher? Yeah, but I think it's high school. I think he's, I think he's a music teacher in high school. 
anyway and he he loves music music is like a part of who he is and his life and great actor looking back such an amazing actor anyway his son is born deaf and that's how they when they first go to get him checked out that's how they realize it because they're out at a a parade for let's say fourth of july or something and the fire truck sounds its alarm and all mm. the kids are like and he's just sitting there in the baby carriage not not mm-hmm. crying or wincing at all you know right, right. they're like oh no you know and it's just a great film. I don't want to ruin it. It's good. Do we have time for one more? How are we doing? Um, yeah, one more. And then we will wrap it up for the day. Okay. Yes. Okay, we have a message from Jules. Jules. Hi, Hello. Jules. And it is entitled Podcast 90, Katie's Dream Weird Coincidence? Question mark. <laughs> um, okay, so this is more of a personal message as feedback. Unless you'd like to share, that's okay as well. We will share. I think it's fun to share. Says, hey, Katie and Sean, thanks for another fun podcast this weekend. Anytime, Jules. This is a bonus message only and only because I remembered when Katie, you shared on the podcast about your weird dream. Well, I wasn't going to share this because I thought it would be weird because it's like so random and not a usual thing for me. But here goes. It's okay. It's a place to get weird. We got to get weird. Get weird. I hope it may make some sense at some point sometime. Fair enough. Okay. So sometime last week I woke up and I remember that I had a weird dream. Isn't it strange when you're like, I had weird dreams last night. I can't remember them now because it's been too long. But when I woke up, I was like, what the fuck was that about? I dreamt that I was at some type of venue with different rooms for an event in the UK. And I dreamt that Katie was due to come and speak and do stuff. But you were also pregnant, really pregnant and running late with travel. Oh, this is so weird and so random, but maybe not. Ah, okay. Okay. So there, there was a bit of delay with the organizers getting rooms ready. And one of the organizers was a bit rude about guests being in a bad mood. I asked if I could help them in any way. And I said it was due to come to a session by Katie. And the organizer person checked her clipboard and said, oh, you're going to have to wait because Katie is on the cedar list which in the dream meant that more people had been invited to take part than the rooms available. So I said, wait a bit longer for your turn or time and it'll come soon from what and where it was going to be next. So they'll tell them where it's going to be now because they had to move rooms. Katie, I know, I know I haven't been totally in a great place much this year and now have a, um, have a support resource and team to work with this, um, that aside, that aside, I do sometimes sense things deeply. And there may be a meaning in my dreams to encourage you to prepare way, prepare the way ahead for you. Pregnancy has lots of meanings around birthing something new. People do say that if you dream you're pregnant. Oh. It's like, it's not about having a baby. It's about like birthing something new. Hmm. Like you're pregnant with an idea. Oh. Or a life change or something. Pregante. Pregnart. Um, birthing something new, new life, new opportunities, new projects, growth, etc. Since connecting on Patreon and the OTDM podcast, I personally have opened to trusting the process no matter what happens and freeing layer by layer to get myself to just be me. And you help me more and more um, at countless times over in ways that you may never see, hear, or know. Katie and Sean, both of you are really special in this world, and I hope you both get to travel and explore new adventures and opportunities to, um, to continue to share stories and connect hearts and minds together. With love and grace, Jules. Thanks, oh, Jules. Thanks, Jules. Hopefully, we are pregnant, what you're pregnant with. with. Oh no, it's I, about me. No, I think it's her. She's when it has the dream. Maybe. Yeah, she's gonna. Oh, true. Yeah, I yeah, think. true. But she said meanings and dreams to encourage you. She thinks that it was for her to sense to oh. tell me. Oh. I think if I'm wrong, Jules, you correct me. But 
Um, I'm not very good at reading the tea leaves. Well, it's also, I read it quickly and I should have taken my time. But hopefully we are pregnant with something new because I think my goal, like I'd really, I still would love to do a tour and stuff, but right now I'm just not 100% sure what that would look like because it makes me nervous. Yeah, travel and all that stuff. And I'm not going to talk about what's going on in the world right now because I'm That's not doom and gloom. But we haven't caught COVID and I feel like we're like a goddamn unicorn. yeah. I mean, there's lots of people that haven't caught it, but still you're just like, you know, I feel like I'm just dodging. I'm dodging things. it. <laughs> like the Matrix. Yeah, someone <sighs> coughs, like, do that move in the Matrix, yeah. you know. right, and I like swat the virus away. <laughs> Karate chop, kick it in its stupid face. I mean, today I had uh, a very tall mug of hot water with a full lemon yeah, and, when I said, and honey. do you I need like, these lemons? He goes, I made myself some hot lemon. <laughs> That's what you call hot it. Hot lemon and honey. <laughs> Oh, because we have 30-year-old honey. Yeah, my grandma gave us. older than 30 years. Because, I think it's like 50 years old. Yeah, because 30 years doesn't fit your family timeline. No, I when think When your great-grandfather would have been alive because mm-hmm. that's when it was made. Mm-hmm. Katie's great-grandfather was a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, your grandfather mm-hmm. helped your great-grandfather. Your grandfather did not like doing this job. He hated the bees. Because the bees would sting. Yeah. You know? and, uh, but it's clover honey. It's just wild clover honey. And when I found out that this existed in the pantry at your grandmother's house um i stole it no no uh, i i was really intrigued i was like you when have- she told us about it and she was like i'll give it to you because you'll enjoy it yeah she's so funny about stuff like precious things that's well, precious 50 year old honey to me i was like this is amazing you know mm-hmm. usually the honey i get is the store-bought street grade because honey can be expensive well she has it sealed up in this big jar like a jug uh-huh remember uh-huh. it's like a big uh almost like you those big things they put wine in oh but it has a bigger opening but not right. much larger and she has it like wax paper over it and it's like mm. and she just had it sitting in there well and they just pour out some fill up her little honey bear thing when she needs it this thing is <laughs> is just it's in it's insane how good it is Re- mm. like really really good yeah and we finally opened it what, like three weeks ago yeah i made a hot toddy with it well i just made hot lemon and it was awesome. It's, it's really delicious. Yeah, it's well, delicious. honey has a lot of healing properties and stuff, and it's supposed to be really good for yeah, antiviral, mm-hmm. all sorts of even good antibacterial. Things. If you don't have a band aid on you, if you didn't know, not that if you don't have a band aid on honey, but you might. Yeah, put some honey on it. Don't pee on it. That's a wives' tale that it it, just causes just, more growth, more bacteria. bacteria. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. honey is is exceptional. Mm-hmm. And um, so, anyways, I I had that today. That was my breakfast. It was it was pretty good or it's not, not breakfast. it wasn't my breakfast it was, I was my, like i made my you eggs breakfast. remember i know you but just shit talked my flipping with my left hand after my breakfast mm-hmm. I, I had it it was good it was this afternoon snack if you have any wives tales or uh, any ideas on how to oh, keep the COVID at bay things i would love for you to email to otdmpod at gmail.com any of your funny ways to cure hangovers to cure a cold true or not true but the funnier the wilder the better I well, also, just it could be regional things that you're oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, we everybody here buys schlag. I feel like that's what it'd be called. And then they'd want us to try to pronounce it and totally fuck it up. Right, right. <laughs> mm, that schlag is not very tasty, mm. but it keeps the whatever at bay, you know. That reminds me, I think it's a spoonful of schlag keeps the doctor away, right? I remember, I think it's Modern Family when the oldest Haley is hungover and the mom's like, I'm going to make you my hangover cure or whatever. And she just makes it gross just so she doesn't drink. She's like, she's putting like ketchup and Ugh. hot sauce and like egg and 
all sorts of shit in the blender. And she's like, that's a thing. She's like, yep, bottoms up. And she like takes a sip. She's like, she runs for the bathroom. <laughs> There's nothing worse than the texture of a egg that has not been cooked cooked or broken up somehow into a mixture. Well, I like egg white in a drink when they shake it and it's that's, all frothy. That's it. It's been broken it's up. Been processed. But like when it's, you know, rocky Bo- style. Boogers? You know, like, yeah, just a no, globulous, no, no moist, what? jelly Blech. egg sack with <laughs> transparent moisture. Okay, stop saying words. Stop. <laughs> Goober. Yuck, it's a booger. Yeah. Yep. Okay, well, on that note, yeah, we got to get out of here. That is it for today. Have a wonderful weekend. Please send in your letters. Um, We are all the way caught up to almost uh, Thanksgiving. (laughs) We are to December 22nd. So we'll we'll get to your stuff, but we we are running behind. We're still almost two months behind. I feel like that's that's what you get. So if you can wait two months. Yep. Just get in the queue, get in line, and we'll get to you soon. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, have a good one. Leave us five star reviews if you want to leave a review. Did you say take luck? No, I almost said. I I miss you. Yeah, the words were about to jumble up. But, anyways, (laughs) sorry, go ahead. You were saying something, and I rudely interrupted you. Uh, Oh, leave five star reviews, share it with a friend. We love you all. Have a wonderful weekend, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.